Welcome to City to Gritty, our Homestead in Training podcast. I'm Wendy. And I'm Steve. And on this episode, we will debrief you all on Steve's hunting plans, our latest visit to the Dirty 30 homestead, and the goings on here at our urban homestead in McMinnville, Oregon. Steve, take it away. Perfect. Well, I am just going to inform everyone. Oh, you got something to do, Wendy? Ah, that's better. Now we can podcast in style. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I wanted to inform everyone that uh, we had plans to go deer hunting in the fall. We were going to stay in the valley, and I put in for some controlled hunts, not expecting to get them all. But lo and behold, we're going to get to go buck hunting. Big buck hunting. Big books. <laughs> <laughs> we get to do it from our property. Um, we found out some info on the BLM land up there, too. That's It's pretty much ours to hunt the farmers on the other side of that property have locked it off. And so everyone that lives in our little neighborhood, if you want to call it that has access to this BLM and it's kind of ours. Uh, it's quite a few acres. What do we think? Like 5,000 acres or so. We're going to get some bait up there. We're going to do the deer thing. The Itch deer stick. sticks. Yeah. This, yeah. Scratcher snag. What, what is it what called? Is it called? I can, deer I scrape. It's a deer scrape. Oh we got to get the deer scrape up there. I don't know what I'm doing, but we're going to do it and we're going to hope that we find a deer. We uh, we had some game cameras up there. I found one buck with one lone picture on my game camera. How long were those cameras up there? I think a month. Yeah. Pretty close to a month. A month and I had one picture. <laughs> it was over a month because we went up the second weekend in May, Yeah, I think. And then we didn't go back until the last weekend in June. Yeah. So they were up, yeah, yeah for over five, a month. six weeks, yeah. And you got one picture. I got one picture I got of a few two pictures. deer, one buck, though. And you got a lot of pictures on yours. No bucks. No, you got well, buck. no bucks that we noticed. So we know where to put your itch stick. My itch stick. Whatever that thing in a tree. is. <laughs> Forever known as. <laughs> uh, I got this really cool burst of pictures on the game camp that I set up. It was kind of closer to that very, very top bluff that we've talked about on the property. And it looks, the the way I set it up, it was looking kind of up that bluff. And there was a few different trails. And I saw a coyote. And it yep. was because these cameras do triple shots, like they do bursts. Yeah, we have them set up to snap three pictures. It got the picture of the coyote. And we think that maybe it either heard the click of the camera or it saw something else because the other two pictures are of it like taking off and they're really cool action shots. They're very cool. I will post them on the website and on Instagram. Yep. And it's very likely it did either because also what was on those pictures a million times over? A doe. A doe, but the bunny rabbits. There are oh, rabbits, the bunny rabbits everywhere. So very likely that the coyote took off after a bunny rabbit. Possible. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, apparently the bunny rabbits are a problem. The neighbors were saying that they have not had success with rabbit or with a garden yet because the rabbits get in and, and eat everything. Yeah, which good, good to know ahead time so we can uh, figure out how, I guess you just bury your fence again. Yeah, I think you just bury the fence. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But And like reinforce required. the fence probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know how deep you have to bury it to deal with bunnies. I know that other creatures can dig and get through certain fencing but i think I if you know. like did maybe bunnies and burrowers so where there's like a l because i feel like they go down at the fence line yeah so if you had something buried or rocks maybe i mm. bet bunnies can't move rocks very well yeah we'll figure that out we're a long ways from 
gardening. What else went on this weekend? Our parents came for the first time. It really wasn't this weekend. It was oh, yeah. two weeks ago. Cause, <laughs> it uh, it's been two weeks. We had 4th of July and the kitchen remodel, but the last weekend in June, we went up to the property. We went, uh, we, we met our parents at the highway and they followed us up and we caravaned on up to, uh, on up to the dirty 30 and they got to see it. For the first time, it was so fun. It was fun. I'm sure all the neighbors appreciated campers just piling up this tiny road. We were, but we made it. We we were a little parade. Yeah. Yeah. We had to be really strategic with how we went in because Steve's mom and stepdad had to leave first. Um, but they couldn't go in first because they didn't really know what to do. So we just kind of we figured it out. Yeah. Our teardrop driveway is tiny, but we made it work. It actually was nice having all the campers up there because it was hot that weekend and uh, we were able to find shade somewhere. Right. So that was super handy. Um, so we got there Friday. I think Steve I bought took... a barbecue for yeah, the property. So we unloaded that puppy. Yeah. So we're in full fire ban up there and that's just kind of how it is now. I mean, pretty much on the BLM or hot desert, high desert lands, they just pick a day and that day is pretty much June 1st usually. And uh, fire bans just in effect, whether needed or not. And this year hasn't been that bad, but um, we are so... So you can use propane. You just you can't can have propane. wood burning. Yep, no you, wood you burning. You can't use charcoal. No charcoal. Um, yeah, basically just, just propane. propane. And we're so accustomed to cooking on fire while camping that... Like, Screw it. Let's get a barbecue. Yeah. And uh, we have the space. So we only have a picnic table and a barbecue. There's and a fire pit. And, and a fire, fire pit. pit. We found lizards in the fire pit. This we did. Yeah. That was really cute. Yeah. I think you have pictures of those too. As always, pictures will be wildlife. posted up. Yeah. We had lots of wildlife. We had lots of bees. We had cicadas. Yeah. The those cicadas. cicadas were up there. That was crazy. Yeah. We they were... found a lot of their shed. I posted one on Instagram already. I, they were really cool. We even saw one on a branch, which they're usually, I don't, I don't know. I just I never like see really them. Hard. I know. Yeah, I feel like they're I hard to them, see. I hear them, but I never find so them. so loud. Yeah. And yeah, we saw all the images on the game cams. And then there was just tons of like butterflies and bees and the cicadas. And there wasn't as many birds. Uh, no, I, uh, you know, the presence was low. Yeah. I feel like I saw them. I wonder if we just didn't hear them as much because of the cicadas. Oh, I guess that's because they were, I mean, they were all encompassing, like just everywhere. And it kind of just as soon as that sun started to warm up, they just went off until it it started to cool down in the evenings. And I feel like Saturday night didn't even cool off that much. No, I agree. Uh, The parents, uh, Steve's mom and stepdad could not bring the horses like we were hoping that they could because they were waiting for water tanks to get delivered for their new horse trailer. Yeah. And it just has taken forever. Yep. To get them in. So, but they brought a four-wheeler instead. And that was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. Grayson just rotated adults that would take him on the four-wheeler. And at one point, Steve's mom was taking him around on the four-wheeler. And our neighbor stopped him and was like, hey, who are you with? The, Which I the thought The welcome was party was not so welcoming <laughs> until they figured out they were with us. And she, yeah, she told him that. She was with us and they were really excited. And they're like, oh, well, I need to come up and talk to you guys a little later. And so Steve's mom's like, I think I got you in trouble with your neighbors. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. And yeah. she came up and actually invited us to a barbecue at their house, which was so sweet. And Very sweet. Their one year anniversary of finishing their home. Yeah. So we grabbed up on Saturday night. We left 
the kids with the we parents. Pawned, pawned them kids bit. off. <laughs> Took the four-wheeler. For a couple of hours <laughs> and just hung out at their house, which they have a beautiful view. It's, it's for some reason dramatically different than our view, even though it's not that far away. But farther than I thought. It I mean, was farther it was than not like around the corner. And their place is right near the, the only access to that BLM land that Steve was talking about. And yeah. so we got to talk to them about that. We got to meet all of the neighbors. We got to hear some local guy named robert on the guitar and he was great was and it was good. just a great time it was a really good time um yeah a couple beers up there found out the neighbor man has his own barbecue sauce brand yes you can find it in the mitchell yeah we have a Little pine cafe yep we met the guy who owns the cafe yeah we met we met our neighbors right next door which we had no idea they were even up there for the weekend which is great to yeah. know that we cannot know they're up there they were yeah. super nice though um, they informed us that the fence, don't even worry about it. Everybody up there has a real, what's mine is your attitude in compared to the land. They yeah, claim everybody's the, really gracious. Yeah, very gracious with just access. Uh, yeah. They claim the fence was for wild horses way yeah. back in the day. Yeah. I didn't gather how long they've owned the property, but. He said the while. wild horses haven't been there in at least 10 years. Yeah, so they must have owned this for a while. So at least more than 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good time hanging out with the neighbors. We got to meet everybody, which was, that was Saturday night. And then Sunday we ended up going into town and having lunch my, at the Tiger town brewery, which yeah, is a great spot. My and parents were leaving that day. So we kind of escorted them out of town and all went and had lunch in town. Yeah. It was really hot, but we had a good time. We got ice cream and listened to some music and had lunch. Arizona was the Arizona singer. was playing live music he's usually there every saturday in the summertime his story was that he broke down in 1960 and 60 or 70 left. something and never left which sounds like a country song and it was maybe it was i don't know i think he actually sang about it a little bit he, he did. had, he he had a song about it and it was it was great he was a super old timer i verified that his name is arizona or at least that's what they call him the next day it's have a great day arizona yep just a great little town i'm so glad that we got to go play down there it was so hot the whole weekend it was hot on friday and our air conditioning just is not great in the truck so waiting around for the parents trying to get everybody up there it was just warm and then saturday it was warm as well but we went and we decided to uh hike around in the ravine yeah we had a plan didn't we we were gonna well you were gonna get the old witching rods out your mother also wanted to participate in this. She was yep. having a good time with those. So Yep. My mom got to hike around in the ravine with us too, which is yeah. great. So the plan was uh, Grayson and I packed a few shovels, a whole bunch of water, Fiona, your mom, and you, of course. And we were going to hike to the very top edge of the property. And basically the plan was to work our way down. down. Yeah. I mean, we'd seen tons of evidence, as we've mentioned, of water spots in there. So we were just going to find maybe a few hot spots we had. And uh, we didn't even get that far, did we, Wendy? No, we did not get that far at all. We were like right at the property line and we, you can tell when you're in the desert, maybe where there are spots that get more shade or that retain the water a little longer. And it had rained. We got confirmation that the atmospheric river. About a week ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the end of June. So it was um, really close to that time where the big floods washed out Yellowstone. It was a really kind of crazy storm for this area and this place got a lot of water as well. So it wasn't too weird that there was some wet spots, but there was some actual like growth, like the snake grass and 
um, lots of flowers and dandelions. You don't see dandelions in the desert very no, often. They, you know, they take a lot of water. Place, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you could see these areas that were obvious. And so we were like kind of keeping a mental note on these as we were going up. But this one at the very top of the property was especially grassy. And it had a little pool of standing water, actually, like in this kind of... yeah. Well, I started digging out. in the drainage part itself, and in some of the spots in the drainage, you just immediately hit bedrock. It's right. just it's just not so diggable, tough and so I actually jumped up in the grass just to kind of get a assess the area. We didn't we haven't witched anything yet, by the way. We're just kind of looking around, and I do I notice a little pool of water. It's probably smaller than a shoebox, but it's full of water, and it is hot, and it has been all week. It just doesn't feel like it should be standing water. What were the temperatures like? Ninety-seven was it? 97? Uh, I think it hit there. Well, we this all happened Saturday morning, so I think it got to ninety-seven by maybe end of the day. We were there relatively early, lunchtime-ish yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I so I stuck the shovel in the ground twice, very mm -hmm. grassy, and it's like digging up sod. And believe it or not, through the silty, muddy water, you could see flow pouring out of there yeah. with two shovelfuls. And I showed Wendy, and the excitement built. Her mom came up and took a look. Grayson was so excited. Super excited. That kid loves water. So this was good. Yes. And this water was cold. Felt really yeah. good. And Steve got this like glimmer in his eye and he just went crazy. It he was, was just like shoveling this trench. He wanted to find out where the source was. We followed it. Like he built, he dug out this kind of flow for it, almost like a little trench for it to go down. And then we started building dams and then we like started with a small dam and then we needed to build a, deck, a different one and it was bigger. And so we ended up at the end having three different dams, three little reservoirs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Grayson named all of the reservoirs. Yeah. I can't remember the names. Do you remember uh, the names? He named them after the dogs. Yeah. Lake did. Finn, Lake Ranger. Finn. I think, no, I think one was rock Lake. Rock Lake was because we had made a dam full of rocks. Yep. There was a lot of rocks involved. Um, yeah, we cleared out. As we dug, though, we found some weird stuff in there. We found some old drainage pipes and very clearly not native round rocks. It all appeared to be some sort of French drainage system. Um, the water is not flowing out of the drainage system. The water mm -hmm. we found out after we dug through, and I mean, there's plastic on there. I mean, it's very clearly intentional, very clearly old. And we have no idea where it goes. Like No it idea. Went... It's buried from the erosion that's happened since then. It's, yeah, it's feet buried. underground yeah. in spots. Well, these, these walls in the ravine, um, specifically in this spot, are eight feet tall, 10 mm. feet. No, much taller in some spots. Like, no, would, exactly where this is. Oh, no. Where the pipe probably, is. Well, where the pipe is is not as steep, though. It's it was a little a, bit grand, but it's probably it's, 10 to 15 feet up. It's pretty high. How did, like, you just ask yourself, because no yeah. one has inhabited this property that anyone knows of or if officially at all. Yeah. The official, the owners we purchased it from were the original owners, and they never did anything with it. I mean, we, from what we could they tell from the records, they got some soil samples, but they never did anything. There is evidence of some structures and some old stuff on our property that we have no rhyme or reason to could just been 
hippies, campers. Well, the neighbors said that there were people in the 60s and 70s that came up to try and uh, grow the devil's lettuce, That's right. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> they, they maybe didn't make it make it work in the desert. I don't know what the plan was. We were talking about, though. I mean, the drainage, the drainage. had to be either to transport water to or to keep water out of. So, I mean, it's really hard to say. I guess it's possible they were trying to grow something in the canyon, but... Oh, I guess that's And possible. trying to divert the water away. I don't know. It's really hard to say. We'll probably never know. We it's excavated this theories. area out completely, though, pulled apart some of this piping, and finally found a pretty sizable boulder underground that the water appears to be coming out from the bottom of it. We're guessing maybe a gallon's worth of flow, give or take a gallon per minute, give or take a little bit. Probably... Um, I would say a gallon plus. Yeah, it came out pouring, definitely subsided. And by the time we dug it out, it kind of picked up again a little bit. So I think we opened up a little bit. Um, it ran the whole time we were there. We ran two and a half days straight, no signs of slowing. And uh, we're excited to get back up there to see if, well, if it's still flowing. So Saturday is Saturday afternoon, early afternoon is when we started digging this one up. And then like Saturday, was it Sunday morning that we were went down there and we were kind of I think it was looking at it a little bit more, digging at it a little bit more. I actually think it was more. after lunch because my folks, I think, after have taken off on already. Saturday? Oh, on after Sunday. lunch on Sunday. Okay. So my folks were gone. We took the dowsing rods down the ravine, which was the original plan. The original plan wasn't to just like yeah, get we stuck at this one spot. It we was still to, like, never did into, it. <laughs> there were like three or four other spots that were like, they weren't as grassy and as like visibly like full of moisture like this first spot was, but they still had evidence of it. So I was like, you know what, you guys, this, this situation is under control as far as I can tell. I'm going to go just kind of wander down the ravine a little bit. And so like, I obviously the, the dowsing rods were doing some, some moving and some swaying and stuff over the water that I was on, you know, it would, because the water is running through some of the dams that we made. And so they crossed over the water that I was on. So I was trying to like get down the way a little bit more. So it wasn't picking up the water that we actually knew was there because it was coming from the spring we dug up. So I passed a dry spot and then I started actually doing the well witching and walking around when I knew that it had already been dry. So I walked for a little bit and then they crossed really quickly and like really strong if you've ever done this you know what it feels like and it just goes really quickly and i was i had this rock right in front of my shoe when that happened and i stepped on the rock and like water bubbled out from underneath and i hollered to steve because it was not too far away from where he was and asked him to bring the shovel over and he was, we were already super exhausted. It was Sunday afternoon and it was hot again, but we still like took a couple shovelfuls down into that area and water came out again. Yeah. We could uh, only take a few shovelfuls. Didn't come out with the same flow, but like you said, it was very clearly that it was seeping up. It was moving. Um, we had to get down. Well, you dug most of this one. I was beat by this point, but you dug down probably, I think we probably got to about 18 inches, found another not another a big rock Huge underneath rock. there and i could it tell as you kind of started again. to get underneath the rock i felt like it was starting to pick up a little bit um honestly wasn't 
thrilled about opening that one up right away just in case because like yeah. it just i know that you brought up some good points of supporting the wildlife but it feels like we're wasting water with it not collecting it but the hope is it still be running and we have plans to collect it rewind real quick we dug this 18 inch or so hole about mm -hmm. the diameter of a basketball and then we came back the next day on monday when we were getting ready to leave and checked on both of them and that one had that reservoir had filled up and was draining out over the edge it was I mean, draining not up at over the, the same well it wasn't draining over the edge but it had clearly met a a layer that a it could pass through and, but it had filled up i mean at least 15 inches yeah so and still and didn't look and it was it coming out from the other out. side of the ravine as the one also that was above true. it. Yeah, it's so it is very different uh, water spring. source. Yeah. It's a very different water source. So we have two different water sources on the property. And they're about 50 feet apart. They're not far. I took some samples, but that was two weeks ago and I totally neglected to get it to a lab. So I'm certain that I missed some kind of a window, but I think I can uh, order some water test kits or something and test yeah. it my hope is next weekend when we go up there that it's still flowing and all of the stuff that we're going to haul up there with us because we've looked at youtube videos and plans for how to dam it up and collect the water and hopefully the plan will be to pump it into a cistern that will be slightly above where the home site is so we can gravity feed the water from the cistern down to the home site yeah, so this coming up weekend, the plan is dam up both seeps, assuming they're running. We're going to hook them together with PVC pipe, run them down into a, a kind of a manufactured spring box. And that kind of just is a, a settling area for any last little bits of sediment that come in there. From that spring box, then, we're hoping to be able to pipe into uh, a relatively larger container, even if it's just a 55-gallon barrel, something like that. And for now, we'll probably just let that flow out and overflow because um, that seems like a lot of work to get done in the weekend. We only have a few days. Yep. And then the eventual goal from there, if that all goes well, is we will hook up that tank, that bottom tank that we have um, to some sort of pump. We've discussed the solar pumps, pretty expensive. Uh, recently, someone's brought up the idea of mechanical pumps. So I feel like we need to just research that a little bit more. We need something that's going to pump. doesn't have to pump fast, but basically going to pump it all the way up above the future home site into a much larger vessel. And from there, we'll plan on gravity feeding it down into our home. And uh, that's that. We have some, I have some questions we haven't discussed about uh, wintry times, freezings. I don't know what that looks like in terms of piping and it definitely gets cold up there, so... Our neighbor, we talked to our neighbor about this a little bit, and he said that as long as you bury the line 36 inches, a minimum of 36 inches, you can beat the frost line. Right. But we're going to have above ground tanks, so there's going to be vulnerable spots, yeah, which true. is we'll have to address those. But, I mean, for now, the idea is to – it's July. Right. We're trying to collect water and seeing if we can get it up top. They have tank jackets. Yep, tank jackets. I mean, we could build something over the top. Right. So, yeah, we have options for sure. That sounds like a next month Phoenix problem. That's right. We got to make sure that those springs are running first before we get too crazy about that. We do. We, uh, we put the game camera on the spring 
and in the spot when he found all those pictures. So even if it's not running, we probably will get a relatively good timeline of how long it ran before. I mean, I don't think we'll be able to see the water running, but if it stops running with the heat that's out there, it's going to dry up real fast. So Right, for sure. That, yeah, it's not going to stick around. Yeah, and all three dams kind of leak. They're yeah. built with natural materials by <laughs> non-engineers so and a six-year-old so well it definitely the water is it's the desert out there there's no i guess there's like a creek right when you come off the highway from our house at the very bottom of the valley though yeah we're up we're up a bit and so there's really not a whole lot of water so i'm hoping that that is gonna bring wildlife in i think it already did because sunday night should we we heard this crazy hold on we heard this crazy noise don't play it yet okay i know you're going to don't play it yet don't get crazy <laughs> we heard this crazy noise and then it was followed like and it was really close to our camp kind of up up on the top shelf of our property i thought and it was it was a cell phone in the camper yeah, because it was in the direction of our camper, and we were sitting by my mom's camper. And yeah, I was like, was it is really loud to be my phone. And plus, isn't my phone in my hand right now? Oh, and, oh wait. oh, wait, we don't have service? <laughs> and there's no bars? Well, so it's clearly not the phone. It wasn't the phone, but this noise was met by two other creatures that made said noise further away down the valley. And we're like, what's happening? And it was like, brush, like uh, brushing through like... The, yeah. the one up above you could hear it was moving, whatever it was, yeah. scared the bejesus out of Grayson. Poor Grayson. We were trying to keep Grayson up to see the stars, which the stars were great. They the did stars were not... magnificent. Yeah, they did not fail me. They were so good. No, but he was trying to stay up to get them. I think he was about done and ready to go to sleep. And then this noise happened and that kept him paranoid for another hour. Yeah. He it, was not interested in the stars anymore, though. No, he was like, I'm never dry walking down that driveway again. I was, no. Yeah. I don't know where it is, dude, but yeah. I think the driveway's fine. Somehow we talked him into going to bed without us. But I don't know. He fell asleep with his that. flashlight on. He did, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so we couldn't hear, we like could not figure out what this was. And they all three of these little points were making this noise. And then at one point, I can I I really do feel like it was someone, a person, but there was like an elk call. Yeah. Like a chuckly kind of, it wasn't like the full iconic like whistle, but it right. was like a, like a buildup, like a chuckle. I kinda. knew yeah. that it sounded like an elk which, and I don't know anything about wildlife. Which our neighbor told us they've had a couple elk in there, but there were clearly three of whatever was making this noise and three elk in the middle of summer through here seems suspect but man that one sound right but yeah all the other the other three were not the same sound at all they they were this weird noise and so we scoured the internet yeah. trying to figure out what it was and i think this is the closest we could find to it but it's just not quite there okay? and i don't know if this is going to come across but we'll see we'll play it a few times hopefully it's still queued up Pretty wild noise. We'll see if he does it again. <laughs> now, I'm curious <laughs> if anybody hears that and knows exactly what it is. Because it's a very common it animal. Was so weird. And a noise we've never heard. And clearly three different animals were making this noise. I'm going to give you all just a minute to like debate with yourself on what you think that is. 
it's dark out too. This is not a daytime sound. No. It's nighttime. It is a deer. It's a deer. It's a deer. Just a boring old deer. Right. And it's right up by where all those doe pictures where came from. All the doe pictures came from where we had that. I put the last game cam that got the coyote and it got all of the bunnies and then this one doe that just kept going back and forth. Which it could have been a bunch of does. We don't, but there were oh, no horns. Yeah, 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 but there were, I mean, you had six different pictures of right. animals. Could have been the same one, could have been six different ones. They all kind of look the same. Um, yeah, so the only other option, because I you know how your memory is. I can't tell you if that was the exact sound, but that's the closest thing we could find to it. It fits the description. There's deer all over this area. Yeah. A bird is the only other thing, but like I think you mentioned earlier, like the birds weren't making a ton of noise and it was dark. In my experience, birds for the most part kind of quiet down at that hour and unless they're like an owl or something, but I don't think owls communicate like that. These critters were clearly talking to each other. Right. And remember, this is June like 24th, 25th, 26th ish. Yeah. Like it's close to the longest day of the year. True. It took, I think it was not yeah, that's true. till like 10 o'clock at night that oh, it was fully dark. Easily. Yeah, it was fully past dark. 10 o'clock. It was way past 10 o'clock when this noise came out. So it is, I just don't believe that it was a bird. I think it was this deer. Absolutely. What so, else happened? So we got our plan for the water the critter. That's like, I hope we don't have issues with that when we go back up there. With the noise? The noise. Grayson's mentioned it several times since then. He's pretty upset about He's it. He's pretty upset about it, yeah. Eh, we'll build through it. It'll be good. Did you show him that I showed video? him the video, and he was very curious about it. They thought it was a very weird noise, so hopefully they'll kind of put all that together. We have some homework before we go back next week, because I'm just going to go back hoping and praying that that spring is still going, and we're just going to collect as much stuff as we can. We have someone that possibly has some food grade barrels that we can buy from them and because it is really hard to get plastic right now yeah. which is so weird and we've got this idea for out of all the research that we've done what's going to work for our springs oh excuse me give a girl notice man <laughs> it's just a beer people we we watched all these videos on youtube about how to dam up your spring and everything we need and we've been able to find all these different pieces and parts but we can't find like a sh quarter inch thick two by two foot by four piece foot of piece plastic. of plastic which is just as basic as it gets so it's kind of obnoxious and we need to find some tanks and we need to figure out how to get all of it up in the truck the dog is probably riding up with us and uh, not in the back because the back is going to be full of tanks and PVC pipe. Yeah. We need to make a note to uh, get the AC charged up in the truck. Oh, yeah. You should do that next week. <laughs> Absolutely. It was really hot. Absolutely. Um, what yeah. other homework do we have for the property? We pretty much prioritized getting the water. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? We oh. didn't talk about the survey pin we found. Oh, yeah. And Because that is also on our list of things to do is we are going to officially try and survey our property lines ourselves ourselves because it's like $5,000 to get a property super survey. expensive. We and I just want to know where my property starts. We don't and care. Ends. Yeah. We're not going to fence it at least right. Not right, right now. We want to know where my kids can yeah. and can't go. Grayson is very adventurous out there. So we want him to be able to see some paint on a tree or a post and know yeah. oh, no, don't go past there. 
Um, so we're going to do that. We did a quick walk around while we were up there last time, though, and we did manage to find the official survey pin. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many more there are. You said they're always in the northwest corner, but everybody's northwest corner is somebody's southeast corner. We so we only found one. We looked for two. So 50-50. Yeah. So we'll try and find the rest of them. We need to research exactly how to do that. I saw, I don't know anything about surveying. I watched some YouTube videos and this one YouTuber I watched was talking about how every property line has a pin and you should always check your Northwest corner first because that's where, and so we checked it and ours was on the Northwest corner. So it, I can't, it was, yeah. I can't prove anybody else's Northwest or and. But that to that logic, we went and looked in our southeast corner because that is someone else's northwest corner. But we didn't find it. We didn't find it, no. Doesn't but mean it wasn't there. That's true. Well, that one had another fence line and a weird. It may have been. We because don't know it's supposed it to be like in with geological formations. Yeah. Like the one that we found was in with some rocks. Yeah. I'll post a picture. It's pretty cool. But it was, was kind of cool to find and we found it and I was trying to get Grayson excited about it. And then that night we came home and we were watching some Josh Gates on discovery and he, Josh Gates found a survey pin just like ours, but it was from like 1881. Oh, that's right. Or something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Ours was from 1981. It's interesting how like they're so random. Right. Where they put them. You feel like there'd be nothing up there. And sure enough, some dude back in 1981 was out there pounding metal spikes into the ground. Just, and it's a big one too. It is a big one. I think they'd go pretty far in because they have to mark. Same with so. some rocks. That had to have been tough. Right. Eek. So yeah, we're going to try and survey our property next go round as well as try and shore up this water project. Fingers crossed it's still running. We're going to do the itch stick for the deer. <laughs> Put some, uh, I think we're going to do some salt licks at least. Check the game cameras, move those around a little bit. Get yourself a buck block. Get myself a buck block. Buck block. <laughs> the priority is now that there's potentially, I don't want to get too excited because it is very possible that the spring could be dry when we go back up there next week. But if it's not, it is a viable water source. And if that is the case, then we can prioritize the septic we can prioritize the water we could potentially do that for do both septic and water for maybe like ten thousand dollars or less which and is something we did not expect to get both even done this year no there we got a quote for a 500 foot well all in with a pump for thirty thousand dollars and i was a gasp it was Hard to hear that number just to get water, but you can't have a homestead without water. So it kind of felt like a little bit of a defeating situation. So I'm really glad that we found water for sure. In our ravine. It seems like a really fun, positive sign. Yeah, right. Uh, in the worst case, I mean, we're going to purchase the things to dam these up and maybe there's nothing to dam up this time but the amount of water that we i don't want to say wasted we didn't waste it it just trickled out but the amount of water that came out of these seeps is noticeable when yeah. we actually get to a homesteading point i mean it was at least a few hundred gallons if not right. i mean depending on how long it ran it may have dried up yesterday right which means it ran for a whole month and if that's the case it's thousands of gallons of water right. which could go towards irrigation I don't know that we would be able to, I wouldn't assume irrigating right off of the bat. I would assume fill the cistern and use the cistern to 
use water at the home site. And then we had talked about if there was an overflow on the cistern, having that flow into a pond yeah, and being able to have a pond or a water collection with overflow. For sure. And that'd be out the gate, but I'm just saying if it, if this spring doesn't necessarily, it's been a wet year this year. Um, the machine guy came up and thought, yeah, it's possibly had water up there. Thought no way that would ever happen last year. Too hot, which right. maybe we can prove him wrong, but there's a chance this spring doesn't flow every year. Possibly. We have no idea. Right. So super excited to find out. Yeah. It'll be a fun adventure. I want to get back up there. We have a, a t-ball game and we're getting our countertops measured for uh, on Thursday, Thursday here in uh, the city house, which is so funny. I say the city house and we were at a party last night. Was that just last night? We were at a party last night and I was talking about the podcast and what we're doing because our amazing friends, Kat, shout out to Kat, was so excited. And she said she tells everybody about our podcast, which I just fills my sails, fills my heart. <laughs> It's really fun to hear that other people are interested in hearing my stories, our stories. Anyways, so we're talking about it and our friend across the table was like laughing. He's like, I love the idea, but like, you really want to call McMinnville a city? <laughs> it's not a booming metropolis. And I was like, okay, I guess I should probably clarify it. Our city in, I use air quotes, is like 35,000. I mean, it's like a thousand times bigger than the city of Mitchell. Absolutely. <laughs> the city of Mitchell is 131 and McMinnville is 35,000. So, you know, it is dramatically we're, different. We're getting out of the big city, people. <laughs> it's not a big city. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be in an illusion that I am like living in a condo with only a rooftop garden. And like, no, I. it's not a huge city to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I do have chickens in the middle of the city. And there we go. There so city update. Now that I've defined what a city is to me, <laughs> uh, we are still doing our dishes in the bathroom because this kitchen remodel is still happening. But we are getting countertops measured yep. on Thursday. We are getting countertops measured. We still have so many little details to do, but the countertops really took the wind out of our sails. So we need to get those in so we can wrap this project up. Yeah. I can't wait to cook again. I so want to make some sourdough. I just keep feeding my starter and not doing anything with it. I fed it to the chickens a couple of times, which they really appreciate overnight oats and sourdough. If you're not doing that for your chickens, please start because they love it. They do. They love it. They get it stuck on their beak though. And it's really funny. They start running around and trying to wipe it on things. We also have a, not a bunch, some pounds of wild turkey that we have Hardly mm -hmm. even consumed. We have plans. We need space. We need countertops. We need countertops. We need to clear out the garage from all the food storage so that we can get a freezer That's because right. Steve's going to kill a buck. Ugh, big bucks. We're going to have meat to put in the freezer. That's the hope. We also are purchasing half a pig sharing that with your mother come yeah that's next month yeah yeah i'm pretty excited about that me too some good fresh meat oink, in oink. the freezer <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> so the kitchen we've got backsplash countertops we're gonna hopefully after we're done recording this podcast get ourselves to work on painting trim and the window casings and we need to finish doing a few of the upper cabinet enclosures yeah and we've got some we've got this really cool built-in storage area because we don't have a pantry in our house yeah we don't have this house isn't huge it's 1400 square it's feet not. and there is zero storage each room has a closet there is some and cabinets the at the room. end of 
the hallway and an entryway closet. And that is it. There are no cabinet. There's no pantry. There's no closets. There's no linen closet. So we're creating some storage by doing a built-in. Yeah, we got picked up two really nice. I think they're technically garage storage, but they're really nice looking. Well-finished craftsman style doors on them. Kind of a light gray color. Uh, our kitchen has some color, which I love. Yeah. So we put those on and then we picked up a piece of butcher block that we're going to cut up a little bit and put a countertop shelf system in there. Gonna be kind of a, I guess you call it like a prep area, baking, yeah. pastas, breads, that kind of thing. And I'm not cutting up hamburger or anything like that over there. No. Not that you cut hamburger, but you get the point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's going to have great storage for all our utensils. You know, we have kitchen aids and blenders and juicers and we have everything. We have lots of stuff that I'd like to use more, but I had to stack it back way far in the back of these really deep cabinets before. So it was more of a pain in the butt to try and use it. And I just would rather not use it than be inconvenienced. So exactly. it'll be really nice. And we'll move an outlet so I can use those things. Yeah, I forgot we got to move that outlet up that on oh, the yeah, shopping yeah. list. Yeah, you should do that too, before you put the butcher block in. Yeah. The chickens in the garden are doing great. I'm still watering them and the all of you know the random plants with the water catchment barrels that we have on the side of the house from the water that we caught early it's, spring. It still rains here right now. It's been very, very rainy. And the garden is not pleased. Our produce is very unhappy with us. And after talking to a few people yesterday, I think that we're not the only ones that are having problems in the greenhouse. I think we're actually doing pretty good compared to a few people. Everybody I've talked to that's growing corn is saying that their corn's going awesome. And I can agree with that. Ours is pretty awesome right now. For sure. My broccoli is very happy. I've got a delicata squash plant that's... That one's happy. Yeah, that's already got blooms. I'm, the tomatoes are getting big. Peppers have shown a little action, but we'll see if they get there. They have a long ways to go. Greens did great. I mean, radishes, carrots. I pickled some radishes already. Yeah, radishes with some carrots, right? With some carrots, yeah, yeah. yeah. And some tahine. Tahine. It was very delicious. Very good. Put those yeah. on some fish tacos or something. Ooh. Perfect. Well, what else do we have to chat about? Grayson started some homeschool. Oh, yeah, we started our homeschool. We got a little more dialed in. September will be our kind of one-year anniversary of starting this homeschool journey, and it has been a really rocky road and we've done a lot of trial and error and figuring things out and I'm not quite sure if there's like a dyslexia thing but I'm concerned so I'm dialing that in and learning a little bit and listening to podcasts and reading blogs so if anybody has any advice on teaching reading and letter recognition and all that kind of stuff to a six-year-old please feel free to uh, email me. That'd be great. And we decided a structure and a schedule. So I think we're going to try a year round homeschool model where uh, he takes June and December off. And then we do three days a week or three hours a day, the rest of those months that he isn't off and fill in the, the gaps with some outdoor schools. We've got a lot of great outdoor school options in this area. So I'm really excited about that. Fiona is... She's got things to tell the world. She will, she's not, she'll be three in October. So she can't really start any preschool programs yet. So three going on 16. Ah, we love it. <laughs> so I think that is it. Yeah. I don't Hopefully know you're still listening to us. That was kind of a long podcast. I know. I apologize. For us. But you know what? We're going to be up there again next week. And we started using this new software, which I yes. really hope works. If and it works, we hopefully can bring you some more mini episodes we have stories to tell. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll publish more stuff if it's easier to get it out there because it's been 
taking a lot of my time to edit and I don't have an abundance of free time. So I'm really hoping that this new software works. So fingers crossed. And I hope that you all keep listening. Please feel free to check out our website and our Instagram. Yeah, Shoot us an email. Comment, talk. Yeah. Love have it. a wonderful rest of your July. Bye. Au revoir.